Welcome to Monsters Among Us. I am your guide, Derek Hayes. Thank you for returning for another episode, and I hope you enjoyed listening to this one as much as I did putting it together. Before we get started, I wanted to take a moment to let everyone know that there is now a donation option on the website. I'm not going to beg or guilt anyone into donating, but I did want to let you know that it was there. Now, I spend a great deal of time and money on the show, and any amount will help recoup some of that. So if you can, please donate. If you can't, well then, do me another favor and please share the show with a friend instead. Either way, I truly appreciate any support given. Alright folks, I'm off the soapbox, so let's get started. Anyone that knows me knows I'm a big hiker. I'm a camper and also a fisherman. So I spend a considerable amount of time outdoors. And while it's not an everyday occurrence, sometimes you stumble upon something strange or see something bewildering or even hear something that shakes you to your core. The latter happened to our first caller of the evening. Let's give Lake's call a listen. Howdy. Um, so I really like your uh, podcast. It's really been fun to listen to. And actually listening to other people's calls, it's actually reminded me of something that happened to me once. Um, so I'm not going to give you my real name. Let's just call me Lake for now. Um, I can only give you a fake name because I'm actually a wildlife biologist. And... I've seen some interesting things in the woods, and we're not quite allowed to uh, believe in cryptid things or uh, cryptid stories or just anything that's outside of the norm, because uh, that could affect uh, my um, future um, employment and career. But um, listening to all these stories, I have been reminded of something that happened to me or at least an encounter that happened to me when I was a teenager. So, um, this happened to me in 2004. I was 16, and I just got my driver's license. I should set up um, a story that I was uh, living in the mountains um, east of Salt Lake City. 
And uh, me and my buddy uh, wanted to go out to see some meteor showers. Um, I should mention that um, this is before <laughs> my youthful uh, experiments with a recreational drugs. Uh, this is totally sober stuff, um, nothing to do with any of the marijuana or acid or whatever. Uh, totally um, <laughs> sober and uh, nuanced stuff. So, uh, we were out there hanging out and uh, watching the stars and listening to some Pink Floyd, because why wouldn't you listen to some Pink Floyd when you're uh, looking at stars and meteor showers? It makes sense, right? And uh, I should mention that um, we lived in a community that was not urban, but not quite really rural in the sense that I understand it at this point now. Um, we definitely lived in the woods, but there were many people around Although, on this certain row, there were no houses whatsoever around. It was just clear skies and beautiful weather, almost you could say. So, we've been there listening at, listening and watching the shooting stars for probably about maybe an hour. Having a fun time, and then I heard something that just unnerved the hell out of me to this day. Now that I remember it. It was something I can't quite explain. It was a very high shriek of some sort. Something that still makes my spine tingle when I think about it. I can't quite describe it. Even to this day, you know, I've been working as a wildlife biologist for many years, and I've never heard anything quite like it. And so we just ran to the... Ran to the uh, van and just booked it out of there. Booked it. Didn't look back. Didn't see anything. Honestly, I just heard what I heard. And which was a ungodly streak. Ungodly shriek that just <clears throat> again, so hard to describe. It was a, still can't do it. So, we booked it out of there. And came back the next day in the in in the daylight. Um, we didn't see a lot of tracks, but at that time I wasn't really good at uh, tracking. But over these many years, that's uh, something I've never really forgotten. And you know, <laughs> since I uh, live and work in the woods, it's uh, something at this point I've still never heard. And I don't quite believe in cryptids, even though I enjoy those stories. I'm a scientist. I can't believe anything that's not given evidence to me. But uh, I still have not yet to hear anything like that. Thank you so much, Lake. It seems that your call ended before you had a chance to finish. So if there's more to the story, please let us know. That said, the portion submitted brings back a memory I had growing up. I grew up at the bottom of a big hill. Our driveway stretched through the woods several hundred feet to the road above, and as a precaution, our school bus would not pick us up at our driveway, mostly because of a blind curve just up from our turnoff. So, 
As a result, we had to walk an extra few hundred feet to the neighbor's driveway to catch the bus. Well, this particular event took place in sixth grade. I was the oldest child, so at that point I was the only kid that rode the early bus. Pickup time was 6.20 a.m. Well, this was the first day of school after daylight savings time, and it was pitch black outside. My 12-year-old self was pretty much okay with the dark, but we lived in the woods, and brave or not, it was a bit creepy. I finally made it to my neighbor's house and quietly waited for the bus to arrive. As I stared into the darkness, through a grove of thick pine trees, a sudden shriek pierced the air. The sound was very close, very loud, and downright terrifying. The best I could liken it to was the sound of a woman being murdered. Well, after about 30 seconds, I'd had enough, and I ran full speed to the next neighbor over, about a half a mile away. It wasn't until the internet came along that I found the source to that terrifying sound. What I heard that morning was a red fox. Who knew? So I figured now would be a good time to share some of these sounds with you. I know many of these sounds can be annoying, so I'll make this as short as possible but I think it's important to actually hear how scary nature can actually be. A little warning here, if you have pets in the room, they may freak out when you play these sounds. I know my kitten Isabel did. The poor thing popped up from a sound sleep and bolted out of the room. So alright, let's get into this. This first sound is a red fox, the sound that I heard that morning. The second is a pack of coyotes. Up next is a bobcat. Now, all three of these creatures can be found in most states across the U.S. and throughout most of Canada. But this final call is a little more exclusive. It's that of a cougar or a mountain lion. And finally, just for comparison, this next sound is the infamous Ohio howl. This clip was recorded in late autumn of 1994 in Columbiana County near the Ohio River. In the clip, you will hear two animals. The closer, louder sound is that of a barking dog. The sound in question is the long moaning sound off in the distance. Here is that sound. Here 
Here is the same sound cleaned up. Okay, so I'll be honest here. I have no idea what would be making that sound, but my best guess is that it's not an animal at all, but rather an old-fashioned cranking alarm. But hey, that's just my opinion. Okay, I won't torture you with any more sounds. So thank you, Lake. I appreciate the story, and I appreciate you thinking outside the box, even though your position frowns on it. Just in case you're curious... A link to each sound can be found at the show notes on the show's website. Our next story is about an infamous cryptid not yet mentioned on the show, but I'm hoping that sharing this story will pull others out of the woodwork. So, here it goes. Hello. I grew up in Argyle, Texas. There is a bridge called Old Alton Bridge, built in the late 1800s, but to the locals it's known as Goatman's Bridge. It's an old bridge that, when I was growing up, was the only way to cross the river. Now they have built a sturdier bridge next to it for daily use, but when I was little I remember driving across the bridge around Halloween, and someone had skinned a goat and hung its skin over the side of the bridge. It was gruesome and my parents tried their best to cross the bridge quickly. Another Halloween we had driven a bit further down the road from the bridge, through a forested road that passed under an old railroad bridge. Hanging from it was a lifelike body swinging in our headlights. Again, my parents quickly drove past and assured us kids that it was simply a prank for Halloween. Once I was old enough, we convinced a friend's mom to drive us onto the old bridge. The lore was that if you turned your car off on the bridge and flashed your headlights that you could see the goat man's eyes. We did just this, and after waiting for quite a while, we saw two red lights faintly from the woods near the end of the bridge we all began screaming and drove away. The actual lore behind the bridge is graphic and frightening, even without actually ever seeing the Goat Man. If you're at all interested, I would highly suggest googling Old Alton Bridge or Goat Man's Bridge. It was a story that I have never forgotten to this day. Thank you for your submission and for the information. I know the Goat Man is not exclusive to Texas. In fact, there is a creature in Popelick, Kentucky that also fits that description. So if anyone out there listening has had an experience with any of these creatures or an experience in one of its infamous haunts, please share your story. And speaking of sharing stories, I do have one last story for you this evening. The following is Eddie's story. Hi, this is Eddie. I love the show so much. I'm so glad your your old rival uh, podcast gave you a shout-out and I found you guys. Um, so I'm going to tell a story. I'm, I've, I've heard a lot. I've been binge listening to all your shows, and I haven't yet heard a ghost story like this one that I wanted to share. I'm going to see if anyone can relate or... Or yeah, I just want to throw it out there. I just want to tell tell the community you got you have building. Um, so this was 
2007 in Hollywood, Florida. Um, at the time, I was hanging out with all, oh, I would say like my hippie friends and Rasta friends, just a bunch of mystics. Where I was having a party, and there none, none of my friends drank, and so it was just really just like a big hangout and drum circle, and, and we, were, we were all smoking a lot of pot, and it was a lot of you know having a good night, and um, and I guess I should say should have a backstory um, to this. You know, I've had a treehouse in my backyard for um since i was a little kid in hurricane andrew i had an actual tree house in a tree and then the hurricane destroyed it and my father bought one of those tree uh like houses on stilts you know from like home depot and and so i loved it as a kid just using them so as older it's got it's still there and and as i got older it's it's got creepier and it's older looking the stairs weren't there and so I always had this house, little tree house in the backyard, and and um, there's one uh, friend of a friend came over, um, and uh, he he was like kind of worried about smoking because every time he smokes pot, he like freaks out and starts seeing stuff, and, and then so he smoked a little bit, and then sure enough, he starts freaking out. He's going on and on and on about how there's a green orb in my treehouse. Just and you know, and I was like in hosting party mode, and you know, I was just like would just come. I was just jumping into you know the, the different clicks of conversations, and every time I would come back, and was just like, man, this guy's still freaking out. And then eventually, his freak out just like takes over the whole party. Everyone wants to know why, you know, this guy's freaking out. And, um, and he was just like, man, that green orb just in the treehouse just turned into a little kid. And he's freaking out. It's like there's a little kid ghost in the treehouse. And so one of my roster friends, um, is standing and just let's go out there. And he's just staring at the, staring at the, at the treehouse and comes back. He's like, yeah, there's definitely something in there. And, um, you know, and, you know, and I've always been, little creeped out by this treehouse every time we have to take out the garbage have to look at it and you know i'm just like the there's no stairwell to the treehouse anymore like like the, the ladder is gone and broken off and no and i would sometimes would just run when i have to take it when i was younger when i would just run and take out the garbage and so um so i go out there and i'm looking and i don't really see anything but definitely creeped out and then, you know, and then I'm just like, man, I'm just like tired of this guy freaking out. And, um, and so like, it was like, hey, let's all, or let's, let's all go out there. Like, he was like, if you're seeing something, let's, I'm, I'm here with you. Let's, let's go. And, um, and so me and my Ross friend and my friend that's freaking out, go back in the backyard. And he's, he was like, oh my gosh, the, the boy just turned into a little puppy and it has a little heart tag on it. And, um, and then there's a, there's a number and he recites my mom's cell phone number perfectly. It's still her number to this day. He recites my, and I'm just, and I just get chills. He's like, yeah, there's a puppy with that phone number on it. And, um, and it was, it was just the oddest thing. And, um, and, and that was, you know, and the party goes on and then, and we were talking about it, and, and so a little backstory to this: my 
I had a, I've always had German Shepherds um, dogs my whole life, and and um, and we had a one of the German Shepherds had a litter of puppies. Had twelve puppies, and four of them died, and we buried them in the backyard. And then I would say probably a couple. You know, once all the puppies were gone, we sold most of them and we kept one. The mother kept on digging up. Um, the dead puppies that we had buried in the backyard. And like, she kept on trying to eat them, and my mom just kept had to keep on reburying them. And so I, I think maybe that's where the connection with this little puppy spirit and my mom and cell phone it was just very odd, you know. And, and back to my friend, and, you know, he's like a very honest guy and like, it's very like a uh, conservative, like, you know, square, and he's like just a good guy. Like, you know, he wouldn't go out of his way to memorize my mom's cell phone number and and you know just like play a trick on on me and just like everyone at this party and like I saw legit fear in my friend's eyes he was like very scared and very freaked out and and um my friend my friend who um was close to this guy that was freaking out that was nervous had said that you know every time they got together and like they smoked pot and like hung out like he would always go crazy he he you know i've heard stories about him seeing like packs of wolves in his backyard or seeing faces melt in the wall and i never saw this happen i just this is just what we talked about you know once he him once this my friend that was scared left um we're and yeah that's that's basically it um thank you so much for your show and it would be interesting to hear your thoughts or hear what anybody else might have to think about this because it wasn't just the puppy at first there was a green my friend saw the green orb and then he saw a child and and um and i think and now i think about it i might have tried to dug up these puppies in the past too to see if they were still there while the child I don't know if that was a dream or not, or if I'm making this up, but I, I do have some sort of recollection recollection of trying to do that, but I never found them. I know it's kind of dark, but you know, I just thought a, a little skeleton would be cool. I know you might appreciate that, but um, yeah, um, love to hear your guys' thoughts. Thank you so much. Thank you, Eddie, for submitting your story. The first theory that comes to mind here is that at some point Eddie shared the story of the puppies with his friend and then later, during his altered state of mind, the friend recounted the story in the form of a hallucination. This would be a solid explanation if not for him reciting Eddie's mother's phone number. How did he come up with that number? In addition, I wonder what correlation the green light has with the rest of the hallucination. And furthermore, How did the little boy tie in? Now, Eddie, perhaps you can show your friend a photo of you as a child and see if the boy he saw resembles you in any way. Either way, thank you so much for sharing your story and thank you for listening to the show. I am glad you found us as well. And that does it for tonight's show, but before I go, I have a small favor to ask of you. Please take five minutes out of your day to rate and review the show. I know I sound like a broken record about this, but it is very important to the show's growth 
that the reviews keep coming in. You don't have to write a book. Five stars and a simple line about why you like the show will suffice. A few minutes of your time can do wonders for the show, so if you're a listener and you like what you hear, please help me out, and more importantly, help the show out by rating today. Also, it goes without saying to do the usual. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I just posted an awesome video the other night about a man exploring an abandoned mine. It was well worth the wait and the view. And finally, to submit your own stories, simply call the hotline at 1-888-608-NIGHT. That's 1-888-608-6444. Or as always, you can email me at monstersamonguspodcast at gmail.com or submit through the Report Your Story tab on the website at www.monstersamonguspodcast.com. And if you haven't been there in a while, jump on over to www.cryptopia.us and browse the articles. The guys over there are pumping out some amazing stuff. As always, music from tonight's episode was provided by Mayu, Kevin McLeod, and Nature1986. Thank you all for listening, and until next week.